Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm China. Today is the third day of December. Welcome. So great to be here with you today as we finish off our week together. I hope you've had a great week. The week after Thanksgiving and just kind of settling into the month of December, I. I'm like so shocked that we're already here in December. We're in the last month of reading the Bible together. You have nearly completed the Bible chronologically, and I、uh, hope you have had a, a great year, further understanding, further understanding God's word. And、uh, maybe if this was your first time reading it chronologically, things have clicked for you in the way that maybe they've never clicked, and maybe it doesn't have to be your first year for. Things to click. Feel like I'm reading it year after year, and things are just now clicking. So, but it has been so great to be back this year.、Um, you know, last year I took the year off, and so just to come back in and、um, read every other week alongside of my mom has been really nice. And、um, yeah, so I hope that you have enjoyed it as much as I have enjoyed reading the Bible to and with you. So for finishing off this week, we are in the book of First Corinthians, chapters fifteen through sixteen. Finishing off with the Voice Translation. Let me remind you, brothers and sisters, of the good news that I preached to you when we first met. It's the essential message that you have taken to heart, the central story you now base your life on. And through this gospel, you are liberated, unless, of course, your faith has come to nothing. For I passed down to you the crux of it all, which I had also received from others: that the Anointed One, the Liberating King, died for our sins and was buried and raised from the dead on the third day. All this happened to fulfill the Scriptures. It was the perfect climax to God's covenant story. Afterward, He appeared alive to Caiaphas. You may know him as Simon Peter. Then to the rest of the twelve. If that were not amazing enough. On one occasion, he appeared to more than 500 believers at one time. Many of those brothers and sisters are still around to tell the story, though some have fallen asleep in Jesus. Soon he appeared to James, his brother and the leader of the Jerusalem church, and then to all the rest of the emissaries he himself commissioned. Last of all, he appeared to me. I was like a child snatched from his mother's womb. You see, I am the least of all his emissaries, not to be. Not fit to be called his emissary, because I hunted down and persecuted God's church. Today I am who I am because of God's grace, and I've made sure that the grace He offered me has not been wasted. I've worked harder, longer, and smarter than all the rest, but I realize it is not me; it is God's grace with me that has made the difference. In the end, it doesn't matter whether it was I or the other witnesses who brought you the message. What matters is that we keep preaching and that you have faith in this message. Now, if we have told you about the Anointed One, how He has risen from the dead and appeared to us fully alive, and how can you stand there and say there is no such thing as resurrection from death, friends? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then even the Anointed hasn't been raised. If that is so, then all our preaching has been for nothing, and your faith in the message is worthless. And what's worse? All of us who have been preaching the gospel are now guilty of misrepresenting God, because we have been spreading the news that He has raised the Anointed One from the dead, which must be a lie, 
If what you are saying about the dead not being raised is the truth, please listen. If you say the dead are not raised, then what you are telling me is that the anointed one has not been raised. Friends, if the anointed one has not been raised from the dead, then your faith is worth less than yesterday's garbage. You are all doomed in your sins, and all the dearly departed who trusted in his liberation are left decaying in the ground. If what we have hoped for in the anointed doesn't take us beyond this life, then we are world-class fools, deserving everyone's pity. But the anointed one was raised from death slumber and is the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep in death. For since death entered this world by a man, it took another man to make the resurrection of the dead our, newly, our new reality. Look at it this way. Through Adam, all of us die. But through the anointed one, all of us can live again. But this is how it will happen. The anointed's awakening is the first fruits. It will be followed by the resurrection of all those who belong to him at his coming. And then the end will come. After he has conquered his enemies and shut down every rule and authority, vying for power, he will hand over the kingdom to God, the father of all that is. And he must reign as king until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last hostile power will be destroyed is death itself. All this will happen to fulfill the scripture that says, he placed everything on earth beneath his feet. Although it says everything, it is clear that this does not also pertain to God, who created everything and made it all subject to him. Then when all creation has taken its rightful place beneath God's sovereign reign, the son will follow, subject to the father who exalted him over all created things. Then God will be over all. You have probably heard that some people are undergoing ritual cleansings for baptism for the dead. Why are they doing that? If the dead are not going to be raised, then why are people being baptized for them? Why are we putting our lives on the line all the time if there's no resurrection? I die every day. I swear that it's true. That's something you take pride in, brothers and sisters, as I do in Jesus the Anointed, our Lord. But if I have fought against the wild beast in Ephesus for some human cause, then what good has that done me? If the dead are not raised, then there's nothing more to do than, as the saying goes, eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. So don't be so naive. There's another saying you know well. Bad company corrupts good habit. Come to your senses. Live justly and stop sinning. It's true that some have no knowledge of God. I'm saying this to shame you into better habits. Now I know that what some of you are thinking, just how are the dead going to be raised? What kind of bodies will they have when they come back to life? Don't be a fool. The seed you plant doesn't produce life unless it dies, right? The seed doesn't have the same look, the same body, if you will, of what it will have once it started to grow. It starts out a single naked seed. Whether wheat or some other grain, it doesn't matter. And God gives to that seed a body just as he has desired. For each of the different kinds of seeds, God prepares a unique body. Or look at it this way. Not all flesh is the same, right? There is skin flesh on humans, furry flesh on animals, feathery flesh on birds, and scaly flesh on fish. Likewise, there are bodies made for the heavens and bodies made for the earth. The heavenly bodies have a different kind of glory or luminance 
compared to bodies below. Even among the heavenly bodies, there is a different level of brilliance. The sun shines differently than the moon, the moon differently than the stars, and the stars themselves differ in their brightness. It's like this with the resurrection of those who have died. The body planted in the earth decays, but the body raised from the earth cannot decay. The body is planted in disgrace and weakness, but the body is raised in splendor and power. The body planted in the earth was animated by the physical, material realm, but the body raised from the earth will be animated by the spiritual. Since there is a physical, material body, there will also be a spiritual body. That's why it was written. The first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last Adam has become a life-giving spirit. Everything has an order. The body is not animated first by the spiritual, but the physical. Then the spiritual becomes its life-giving source. The first man, Adam, came from the earth and was made from dust. The second man, Jesus, has come from heaven. The earth man shares his earth nature with all those made of earth. Likewise, the heavenly man shares his heavenly nature with all those made of heaven, just as we have carried the image of the earth man in our bodies. We will also carry the image of the heavenly man in our new bodies at the resurrection. Now listen to this, brothers and sisters. This present body is not able to inherit the kingdom of God any more than decay can inherit that which lasts forever. Stay close because I'm going to tell you a mystery, something you may have trouble understanding. We will not all fall asleep in death, but we will all be transformed. It will all happen so fast, in a blink, a mere flutter of the eye. The last trumpet will call, and the dead will be raised from their graves with a body that does not, cannot decay. All of us will be changed. We'll step out of our mortal clothes and slide into immortal bodies replacing everything that is subject to death with eternal life. And when we are all redressed with bodies that do not, cannot decay, when we put, our, when we put immorality over our mortal frames, then it will be as scripture says. Life everlasting has victoriously swallowed death. Hey death, what happened to your big win? Hey death, what happened to your sting? Sin came into this world and death's sting followed. Then sin took aim at the law and gained power over those who follow the law. Thank God, then, for our Lord Jesus, the Anointed, the Liberating King, who brought us victory over the grave. My dear brothers and sisters, stay firmly planted, be unshakable, do many good works in the name of God, and know that all your labor is not for nothing when it is for God. Now I will call you, just as I did the churches gathering in Galatia, to collect funds to support God's people in Jerusalem. On Sunday, the first day of the week, I want each of you to set aside an amount, as God has blessed you, so the funds will be collected by the time I come. When I get there, I will send those you recommend by your own letters to carry your generous and gracious donation to Jerusalem. If you think it seems appropriate for me to travel with them, then we'll go together. Get ready. I will come your way after traveling through Macedonia. For I'm just passing through Macedonia, and will probably stay with you through the winter so that you may provide for my next journey, wherever that may be. I want to reconnect with you, not just pass through. If the Lord is willing, I hope to stay a while. But until Pentecost, I plan to stay in Ephesus, 
because not only has God opened a significant door here for me to serve, but also there is a lot of opposition against me. If Timothy comes, see that he is comfortable and untroubled. His work is the Lord's, as is mine. No one should treat him badly. Send him on to meet me in peace, because the brothers and sisters here and I are looking for him. You shouldn't expect to see our brother Apollos, although I tried to persuade him to come to you and the rest of the brothers and sisters, because now is not the best time for him to come. When it's his time, he will come. Listen, stay alert, stand tall in the faith, be courageous and be strong. Let love prevail in your life, words and actions. Finally, brothers and sisters, I call on you to follow your leaders, people like those in the house of Stephanus. You know they were among the first believers in Asia, and they have devoted their lives to serving God's people. I urge you to submit to the authority of such leaders, to every co-worker, and to those who offer their backs and shoulders for the work. I celebrate the arrival of Stephanus, Fortunus, and Acacius, as they have supplied me with what you could not. They've been a breath of fresh air for me, as I know they are for you. So respect and honor those like them. The churches in Asia salute you. Aquila and Prissa send a heartfelt greeting in the Lord, along with those who gather in their house. The entire family in faith here sends you their greetings. Be sure you greet one another with a holy kiss. This closing greeting is written by my own hand, Paul's. May those who have no love for the Lord be cursed. Marantha, our Lord, come. May the grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. My love to you all in the name of the Anointed One, Jesus. Amen. I love what Paul talks about today in part of the scripture where he talks about, hey, like if if our hope really is for nothing, then, or if resurrection truly isn't what it is, or if resurrection doesn't happen, then our hope would be for nothing. And this is the week of Advent, the, the week of hope. And really the something that I've been thinking about is if we didn't have the coming of Christ, the holy conception of Jesus and his birth, then we really wouldn't have any reason to hope, you know? And then if we didn't have the hope of the risen savior, that same baby that we're celebrating now in his life, the coming of his life, this awaiting, this, this advent, we would, would we even have hope? Like, what would we place our hope and everything would be pretty meaningless. And yet we have the hope have the hope of Jesus Christ as a baby and is coming all the way to the risen savior. And so that's kind of where I've been meditating this past week is, you know, we really do have hope and it's not just something that we just kind of claim, oh, you know, we're Christians, so we have hope. I, I hope I get this for Christmas or I hope the sun rises tomorrow, but more so of like, there's purpose in my day. There's purpose in, you know, what I do now that it affects all this later. And man, you know, that family member that I lost, I have hope that I will see them again, even though I don't fully know what that looks like or what that means. I have this, you know, somewhat captured 
ideology of what it could look like, but I have the hope that it will happen. Again, I have the hope that I will see Jesus face to face. I can even talk to Paul and all of his writings and the questions I have for him. You know, we have this hope. Without Jesus, none of that would be even a thought. And so I really appreciate what he was saying today. It fit so perfectly through the theme of Advent this week. And so Jesus, I thank you that you are our living hope. And just as your word says that hope deferred makes our hearts sick, God, I pray that you would renew our hope in you. And I thank you that you have the ability to refresh and rekindle our hope. So God, I, as we close this week of Advent, uh, the week of Advent hope, um, I pray that we would carry it with us and that we would steward it well and that we would share it with others, maybe who are who have their hope deferred. Maybe their hearts are sick. God, may we be people who would um, steward it well and cultivate it well in their hearts. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is our home base. It's a place of connection. So be sure you are checking out and seeing what's happening there. And if you have prayer requests and things that you are wanting prayer or yeah, prayer for the community to come alongside of you and lift you up, you can call in at 800-583-2164. And if you listen through the app, you can record your prayer requests through there. They get sent in and played at the end of every day's podcast. But that is all for today. I'm China. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hey, my delightful Dab C fam. This is Kingdom Seeker Daniel. Family, I just want to lift up a couple of Dab Seers. So if you don't mind joining me. Father, I come on behalf of Kate and Mike. As they have both been battling COVID. And Mike having asthma which, Lord, you know I battled for all my life. I know you as a healer. I'm asking you to be that for Mike. I pray that you would open up both Kate and Mike's lungs and every other component of their body. Will you let healing rush through their system and remove that COVID completely um, from their system? as well as Mike having a um, challenged immune system. I pray, Father, for your healing to flourish in his body and Kate's as well. And I thank you for being Jehovah Rapha over their lives in Jesus' name. And Father, I also lift up Star Kindler uh, from Bangalore. Um, God, I pray that you would speak to both her and her husband's hearts as they have been wanting a child. Lord, I pray that you would speak to Star Kindler's husband's heart who has been battling spiritually and hurt and angry about not having uh, children. And Lord, they are not only wanting to have children, but have to consider a decision on adoption. God, would you let your will be done? your perfect will, which you know is best. Let it be so. And if it be so, bless Star's womb to give life in Jesus' name. Amen. Hi, good morning, DABC family. My name is Jenna. I'm calling in to pray for 
someone who had called in requesting prayer for their daughter, who has some gastrointestinal issues, from the November 29th um, recording. So Father God, I would just like to lift up this woman to you, Father. Lord, I don't know who she is, but you know who she is. And you know her situation right now, Father. Lord, I just pray that you would intervene in her current health condition with her gastro issues that she's been having. Lord, I just pray that you would heal her from this. And Lord, I just pray that she would place her faith and her trust in you as her healer. So Lord, I just pray that it's your will that you would heal her father. And I just pray that you would um, just remove any pain that she may have from what she's going through. But Lord, I just pray above all that you would comfort her in whatever she's going through right now. For you are our comforter. We lean on you and you alone to comfort us. So Lord, I just also thank, um, thank her dad for calling in for requesting prayer for her. And Lord, I just pray that you would just lift her up and encourage her heart today. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, DIBC family. This is Pamela, living life victoriously in Pennsylvania. I'm calling in to pray for my brothers and sisters. Steve from Northeast Ohio, his daughter Kim. Kim from California with her husband and her marriage. Holly Hart, unashamed of the gospel. Christy from Kentucky and her husband, Tim. All of my brothers and sisters dealing with health and mental health issues, finance and job issues, loneliness, grieving, confusion, not knowing you, Lord, or not knowing their identity within you, uh, relationship issues, infertility, miscarriage. Heavenly Father, I'm asking you to draw near to my brothers and sisters and draw them near to you. Reveal yourself in a new and profound way and allow them to experience your love in such a powerful way they will have no doubt of your presence and your power in their lives. Heavenly Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and the, the authority you've given me, I'm asking you to bind the strong man over all evil spirits coming against us. Bind the evil spirits, and I'm asking you, Father, to loose your spirits of burning, destruction, judgment, and confusion over these evil spirits. Send your warrior angels to attack and destroy them in Jesus' mighty name. Heavenly Father, I'm asking you to loose and send your ministering angels to care for my brothers and sisters. Your spirits of adoption, grace, mercy, peace, truth, love, joy, sound mind, praise, worship, holiness, and obedience. Holy Spirit, work in hearts to bring conviction, repentance, and forgiveness. Heavenly Father, bring deliverance, set the captives free, bring healing, blessings, favor, and life. I thank you and praise you, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, DABC family. This is the burning bush that will not be devoured for the glory of our God and our King. Uh, family, I'm here to pray for my eldest son. I pray that God will give him wisdom. Um, pray for deliverance in the name of Jesus. Pray for um, direction. And pray that God will put um, positive influences in his life. I pray that the word of God that was planted in his heart will not um, will not be forgotten by him. I pray for myself that God will give me wisdom uh, and discernment um, 
and I pray for my, my husband as well. Just for my family in general, this has been a trying um, holiday season for all of us. Uh, and so I pray that God will hold us together and help us navigate through just trying times. I also want to pray for my friend Gina, uh, who's going through trying times more so than me. May God um, give her breakthrough in the name of Jesus. I pray for breakthrough in her healing her body and financial breakthrough. And God will provide her a home this winter that she will not um, have to be homeless. In the name of Jesus, I pray that God will bring in um, angels and people to help her out. In Jesus' name, amen. Hi, DABC family. This is Beloved Daughter. I have one beloved daughter, and it is, um, I totally forgot what day it is. <laughs> it is Tuesday, the 29th of November, after Thanksgiving. But I am a little behind again, um, and so I'm just now catching up. I'll catch up the rest of this week's and be all caught up. But anyway, right now I just listened to or am listening to the 26th, so two days after Thanksgiving uh, podcast. And I already listened to Brian's because I'm a double dipper. And this year, like I found the DAB app last year. So this year I found the DABC and I'm loving it as well. And Jill and um, Autumn. <laughs> oh, goodness. Jill and China. Um, I'm just uh, loving it and loving the two of you so much. And your voices are just awesome. Um, and your commentaries and everything. And I just, you know, you're my favorite to listen to. And so I just wanted to say happy birthday to China. Obviously, you won't hear this for a few days afterwards, but there's no one special day to celebrate you. We celebrate you every day. And I just love to hear your mom Jill's um, explanation of everything of from you were a child till now and doing this chronological. So I love you. Happy birthday. Goodbye, everybody.